What's up? What's up? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And I'm excited because this is a super uplifting episode. So I hope y'all enjoying as much as I did uh, recording and listening to it. Um, but this week I got my girl Shatera of Dayton Powder Brows. She's joining me from Ohio. And we have a, like I said, dope ass, super uplifting conversation about finding our passions and finding our purpose. Um, we also talk about how a trip to the left coast changed her mind about her cannabis consumption. We talk about Cat Williams, the Cat Williams and um, Monique interviews from Club Shay Shay. And also want to give a quick disclaimer that there is a trigger warning later in this episode around an hour 45. Um, regarding a conversation around miscarriages. If you don't want to hear that conversation, um, there is a notice right before we start talking about that um, in the episode, but you can skip ahead and not hear that part of the conversation. Um, So I just wanted to make sure to include that in case, um, so that I can be sensitive to everybody out there listening. Um, Yeah, what else? The... Bluntly Black Girls merch is officially here. This episode is dropping on the last day of Black History Month. So I'm always telling y'all to give a black woman your money. This time I'm asking y'all to give this black woman your money on this very last day of uh, February. We have all of our merch on the website www.bluntlyblackgirls.com backslash merchandise Um, and that's where you'll find the Black 365 hoodie that y'all were loving and I made sure I could get that to you so definitely make sure you go over to the website to grab your merch and or your Intentional Highness journal those have been relaunched Um, brand new design looks amazing and I can't wait till it gets in your guys' hands That said, if you've already placed your order, thank you so, so, so very much. If you've sent good thoughts, positive vibes, you know, told a friend, left a comment, liked a picture, reposted a a, a reel, any of those things, I just want to say thank you because I wouldn't wouldn't be here without y'all. So I want to give a very heartfelt thank you to every single one of you that has supported me in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we can get into this episode now. All right, let's go. Um, so let me introduce who came to smoke with me today, all the way from Ohio. It is my girl, Highness Queen Shatira. Let me make sure I'm saying your name right. Yes. Okay, good. Because I, you know. People just be like, oh, I can say your name any kind of way. No, I, I would prefer it if you say it how it's supposed to be. Thank you. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, I always try to make sure I get people's names right because I know how upsetting it makes me. Um. Yeah. So super excited because I think you're like my first like referral guest. Like somebody's like, oh, you need to have her on. I'm going to send her your info. And then you hit me and I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> so I'm super excited because 
I mean, I already know people are interested, but y'all are really interested in getting on here, telling your story, celebrating who you are, celebrating cannabis. And that just brings my heart so much joy. So, yeah. So super excited about you being on today. Um, I excited. Yeah, of course. Uh, I girl, when, when I, and I'm, I apologize because I forget your friend's name who referred you to me. Um, Ashley. Ashley, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. The easiest name to remember, and I forget it. That's a mess. I just, you know, whenever I forget something, I just blame, blame it on the trees. It's fine. <laughs> right. I don't know. I smoke all day. It's just don't. all good. <laughs> but, um, oh, shoot. Speaking of forgetting things, I forgot my point. <laughs> I forgot why I was saying that. I don't know. Well, maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it won't. We'll just keep going. Right. Keep going. It's all good. Such a mess. No, no judgment here. I'm sitting here still trying to remember, but I don't. But anyways, <laughs> um, tell us about yourself, Shatera, and your relationship with cannabis. Well, um, I am um, a business owner. I uh, do current makeup and um, all beauty services. So we do piercings, um, you know, permanent makeup, um, brows, you name it. We do it for the most part. Um, I'm actually kind of a newbie uh, with cannabis, but um, yeah, like probably like a few years in. Um, I started out doing it socially and then like, I loved how it, um, you know, helped me relax because I'm always on the go and busy. So it just helped me like chill out sometimes. And I just love like the euphoric feeling. Um, and you know, sometimes it helps, you know, you think smarter and like focus because I can be a procrastinator so like I love it for those reasons um when I want to wind down or when I need to get shit done (laughs) there is a strain for that (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, it feels like we're very similar on the why we consume but I don't know that I've ever had somebody who would be like a more classified as a newbie so somebody who's been doing let's say less than a couple years um what made you decide like, hey, let's see if cannabis works for me? Especially because it, it came probably in a time where all this other stuff with cannabis and people are saying it should be legal, it shouldn't be legal. And these are the bad things and these are the good things. And so like in the midst of all this like cannabis fracas, what made you say, hey, I'm gonna try that. And don't get me wrong, because I love that you did. I'm just, I'm just wondering yeah. what's the thought process behind it. Um, well, I've always been like more of a holistic type of person. Um, I do not really, if I can avoid painkillers, then I will. So I like to go more into, you know, um, things that can help naturally. So that was one um, reason that it kind of intrigued me. And then, like, I'd say over ten years ago, actually, I went to. Um, a uh, dispensary in Portland and it taught me a lot about like the positives of um, cannabis and not like oh my gosh you can go to jail (laughs) if you smoke and stuff like that Um, so I just feel like out west they're a lot more um, in tune with the benefits of cannabis so I learned so much it was like a museum and like they literally told you everything from like 
the strains to um like what thc does and everything and i was like oh my god this is so <laughs> so like um like informational and stuff so um that's kind of what turned the tide for me it, but i really started like i would try it here and there um but i was just so scared and then after that i was like yeah i'm a I'm going to go into um, doing that. And it helps with like pain relief too. So there's just so many benefits that I loved about it. Right. And I think that's awesome because there's so much misinformation out there. And so for you to be able to go to a place, especially like Portland, like you said, West Coast tends to be a lot more pro-holistic if I... I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like the West Coast is more like, let's see what the earth can give us before. <laughs> right. And um, and so to go to a place like that, it feels like it was like a perfect place for you to go and like get that background information to decide if this was the right choice for you. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you did make that decision that it was mm-hmm. the right choice because now you're here and now we're going to we're going to have a sister smoke session and it's going to be amazing. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, so the great, I, I love origin stories. I love new origin stories. Like I said, I think you probably like, honestly, I don't remember. But in my mind is telling me right now that you're probably like the newerest cannabis consumer on the podcast. So that feels yeah. like, like a thing. So, I mean, I love it. I love, I love a convert. <laughs> Um, so did you ever have like any, when you were younger, um, and you would try cannabis and like have a horrible experience and then you're like, never again until you got older, or is it just like not something you ever really experimented before you went on that trip? No, I did. I, I would say I have been trying it here and there, like since I was 18, but I was very shy back then. So I was like, what will people think of me? Like, so it was kind of like, I would do it in secret with like a couple of friends, but I didn't want everybody to know. Um, or like I would do it when I was like super stressed out because, you know, college can be stressful. Um, and then I kind of got away from it. And now like, like I said, in the past few years, I've really been like, I don't care. And I have kids, so I'd be like trying to act like I don't do it. But I'm pretty sure they know because I have teenagers. <laughs> They're not stupid. <laughs> I remember when my mom told me I was probably like nine or 10. And I swear I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, my parents are drug addicts. This is not going to work out. <laughs> and then I got older and I was like, oh, she's cool. Okay, we can Matter of fact, let me get some of that. <laughs> let me get some of that. And now me and my mom smoke together all the time. It's a wonderful bonding. Yeah. No, it is good. I'm like, yeah. I'm open with my kids about it. I tell them about, like, you know, we talk about it, all of that. So um, they don't have, like, a negative thing on it. And I've even asked, like, my oldest. He's almost 17. And I was like, do you, like, do kids try to pressure you and stuff? And he's like, no, but I'm not trying to do that right now. Like, I'm trying to focus on school and stuff. But I'm like, okay. Uh, we can we talk love about to it. hear it. <laughs> we love to hear it. Not only not just falling for the peer pressure, but also, like, making an informed decision of this is something that maybe I want to try later on in life, but right now I'm focused. Mm-hmm. And this could yeah. be something that, like, distracts me from that. Now, Granted, I will say me personally, I believe that cannabis helps in those moments, 
but mm-hmm. the ability, especially at such a young age, and especially a black man, almost a man, to be able to say, no, nah, I'm going to prioritize my schooling first before I try that. That's that. Congratulations, mom. Great hey. job. Well done. <laughs> job. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's amazing because um, and don't get me wrong, because I personally don't feel that cannabis is a gateway drug. Um, never have. But yeah. I don't think that uh, the children today. Oh, my God, I sound, I sound so old. Um, <laughs> I don't think that the youth of today always makes independent decisions for themselves. And mm-hmm. it's a lot more about, oh, what's the collective doing? What are my friends doing? You know, what looks cool? What and all that. And so for him to be able like, nah, I'm good. Focused. That's yeah. amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I always like to check in with my guests. And do a quick temp check, see how your mental health has been, how your week has been. I know it's Monday, so the week is just starting, but um, I don't think we're checking on each other enough. So I want to make a point to do that and ask you, how are you doing this week? How's your mental health? Um, and how are you feeling? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm actually doing good. Um, it was a rough, like, past couple months, like, I would say. So I'm glad that things are going back on the up and up. <laughs> um, it's hard sometimes, um, you know, run a business. I also have a few employees, so that's been, you know, a little stressful. But um, I appreciate you checking in and asking that because mental health is so important. Not many people, um, you know, check on each other. So um, it's good just to relax, especially like when you are a giving person like I am. And, um, you know, you're always just like uh, giving for others and sometimes you deplete yourself. So, you know, that's nice uh, that you asked that. Um, But my week has been going good so far as well. Um, I'm excited for, you know, Valentine's Day and stuff, so. You have any cute Valentine's Day plans? You have a Valentine's? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I'm married. So, um, oh well, yeah, then we, we definitely got a Valentine. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys doing anything fun? Uh, we we just went and saw um the uh Mike Epps comedy tour over the weekend, so that was fun. How was that? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Um, they had was a Lil Duval was there. Um, Mojo Brooks, like he became famous off of Facebook and TikTok and stuff. Um, and then Chico Bean, um, D Ray, uh, Davis, and who else? Oh, um, DC Young Fly. So it was pretty good lineup. Yeah. I see. I think I see. Now you're saying the people. I think I remember seeing something like for that for them. I was like, oh, this looks like it would be a good show to go to, and then I just never thought about it again. Um, <laughs> so I never went into it deeper. But I don't know. I've always felt like I, don't get me wrong, because I love my my guest. Like he's hilarious. But I've never really watched him do stand up. I've only like watched him in movies. And so I'm like, right. are you still like? Which those are very different types. me like being in a comedy movie and actually being able to stand up and a bunch of people just you um Mm. so it was i I was like 
do I want to see him doing stand up or do I just want to watch him in movies? Um, and I think that's kind of what made me be like, mm, we're not going to look into this more. But now that I know it's a really good show, maybe if they're still going, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll look into this again. Yeah. Yeah, because I've never been to a comedy show like a lot. Oh, actually, yes, oh, I have. Really? Yes, I have. But it was like, it was good. I had a good time. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So who do you think, who's like your favorite comedian? Um, I definitely like um DC Young Fly. Like he was really good. Um, I don't think I really have a favorite anymore. Um, I just kind of like a little bit of everybody, as long as they can make me laugh. Uh, I'll say Dave Chappelle. I guess if I had to choose, um, he's pretty funny to me. I love like how he mixed. Uh, like sarcasm in with what he's saying. I know he's not everybody's favorite right now as of late, but um, he he makes me laugh. Um, and of course, uh, Cat Williams. He's been having everybody in a chokehold <laughs> his uh, interview, so yeah. that that been funny. Yeah. So did you watch that? I like the old school people. Agreed. I'm definitely. I don't know if it's because. I just haven't been watching like the stuff from the newer episodes. I know who DC Young Fly is. I know who Chico Bean is, but I couldn't tell you a joke ever than them. Like, yeah, like that's the generation under me, (laughs) and so I haven't. I didn't really watch their stuff, but like Mike Epps, Mm -hmm. that was my childhood. (laughs) Right, definitely. Uh, Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Although I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan um is funny and there are a lot of things that he says that i agree with um and i think he's a very educated man and a very life-lived man that said um i like the Chappelle show never my thing was never my thing yeah and the like the the rick james bitch i never really got it (laughs) like I never really got it. I like, I just one of those where I just laugh because everybody else is laughing. <laughs> right, I feel that. Yeah. But I do think that he knows what he's talking about and he knows how to make it funny, <clears throat> but still impactful. And that's what I like about Dave Chappelle. When he's just being funny to be funny, I'm like, eh. but when he's being funny to like prove a point, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I like Kevin Hart. Although oh, yeah. I do think that Kevin Hart as a human is probably not the greatest person, but like, I don't know that I would necessarily want to be friends with you, mm-hmm. but you could definitely tell me a joke any day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who else? Pat Williams, of course. Um, there's a name in my head and I can't think of it. <laughs> I don't know, but those would probably be like, Pat Williams. Uh, who did I just say? My God, I haven't even started smoking yet. And I cannot remember anything. Yeah, I literally no, names. Um, I would say from two, like Bernie Mac was good. Like Bernie I really Mac. Um, yeah, before you know he passed, so I was sad. Like, dang. 
like there are times because I still watch the Max show, the Bernie Mac show mm-hmm. on um, Hulu, and there's times where I'm like, what would this industry be if Bernie had in the past? Right. Because Bernie was the right. he was funny the- without even trying to be funny sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So did you watch the Cat Williams interview? No, I didn't. I watched bits and pieces of it, but when I found out it was three hours, I was like, yeah, mm, I don't know. Do. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was I, for I everybody. Was on a plane, and so I watched most of it. I think I didn't finish the last, like, 45 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched most of it, and it was, I thought it was very good. I still got to go back and finish it, but I thought it was very good. Yeah. And I have a feeling that Kat is not lying. And ain't nobody came out and said he's lying. Nobody no. said a damn thing. Right. You know, do you think it's funny? Because, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, my dad told me that Monique went on the show. Oh, and yeah. He also had a really long episode where she was just calling people out. Basically, essentially, the same thing that Williams was doing. And I just, mm-hmm. mind you, I haven't seen the, the episode. So, you know, I don't know if there's real credence to things people are saying but i just think it's funny that when cat williams went on there none of y'all motherfuckers spoke up y'all didn't have shit to say yeah now that this black woman who has been vilified as always being the angry black woman and always being a problem she's coming Mm -hmm. in and doing the exact same fucking thing and now people got shit to say now dl usually speaking up (laughs) oh man yeah i uh and I don't get that. I don't get. And again, I have not seen Monique's interview, so mm-hmm. I purpose it with that. But I just really like on the basis of it. I just really find it fucking funny that y'all didn't have shit to say to Cat, but now right. that a black woman gets up there who has quote unquote been deemed as a problem for telling the truth, now y'all got shit to say. Yeah, sounds like men who don't want to fight men but rather hit women. Right. Exactly. But she's been speaking up and like they always come for her. And but yeah, you exactly. They don't want to go toe to toe with uh, a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, and like with the show, uh, Lil Duval kind of touched on that. He he went real fast, but he was like, man, Cat was coming for everybody. But he was like, I ain't got shit to say because I ain't trying to be next. <laughs> and he's like, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Lil Duval. I do like Lil Duval. I don't, yeah. I've never seen him in a stand-up either, but I've mm-hmm. seen him mostly like on social media. I think of yeah. Lil Duval like as the, your funny-ass cousin that you always want to kick it with. Like at the <laughs> right. the cousin you want to go on the smoke walk with because he going to have a story or two to tell you. Yeah. That's what I think of Lil Duval. Like, yeah. we, I think we could be friends and you would just entertain me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I have that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah he's he's real funny that's that's uh, yeah now i have to really go i have to go watch the monique episode because i'm like <laughs> it really bothers me like none of y'all didn't have shit to say when cat was talking <laughs> but that's one I, thing and don't get me wrong because there are things about monique that i full-on disagree with that she mm-hmm. has said um in terms of being a black woman and being presentable and all that However, mm-hmm. I do um, admire her for her tenacity. Because like you said, people always have come after Monique and she has never not stood up for herself. Right. And that's hard in a, in a, in a world where you're always the villain, no matter mm-hmm. like 
if it really isn't you being the villain to continuously be like, nope, this is not me. Nope, this is not me. Nope, this is not me. Like, that's admirable. I agree. So I'm, I think she is paving the way for others. Like, I don't think she's doing it like purposely, but I feel that's, she's trying to make sure that, you know, if I have to be the scapegoat or the one to take the fall for stuff, then I'm going to do that. If it's going to make and pave the way for others to that are like me or that are doing what I'm doing to not have to go through the same things that I've gone through. Right. Exactly. And I think growing up as somebody who has been continuously labeled, I'm talking about myself, the Mm -hmm. either loud black girl or the angry black girl or the difficult black girl, just because I'm like, no, you're not going to treat me any type of way. That's where I relate to her. That's where I, I'm like, yes, do this for the ones out here like me. And so we can follow behind you because I'm sick of being angry because I told you don't fuck with me. Right. No, I hate that. Yeah. And then you won't get this out of me. Like it it drives me insane that people never want to talk about what got you there. They only want to talk about your reaction. But not to say that uh, a reaction cannot be an overreaction. I've absolutely had plenty of overreaction. However, I don't get there for no no reason. Mm -hmm. You did something to me. (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm coming back 10 times harder. And so now yeah. you're feelings are hurt. And now you're the victim? <laughs> yeah, so Make weird. Make it make sense. <laughs> but I think that's also the black, uh, the, the black girl plight. Like, we all deal with that. It's always going to be our fault. We're always going to be the ones who are wrong. And so, like I said, I'm just glad that we have um, Monique's. The Monique's of the, the black girl world standing up and saying, fuck y'all. Right, exactly. I right like that. <laughs> no, we we deserve to be able to move along with our life without having these freaking stereotypes and stuff um, warranted or you know pushed on us. Like uh, the the one that really burns me up is when you know you're just out and about, and then a guy will be like, "Smile, like what? Why do I have to entertain you? I don't know you." <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's one that I really like had to unlearn because Mm -hmm. it's so common that I don't think until I got to like my 30s where I was like, no, like, who are you to tell me what to do with my face? Yeah. Like, and and most of the time it's not that I'm mad or anything. It's just, I'm probably thinking. And so I have this, like, I do have resting bitch, bitch face when I'm thinking. Like, I can look very mean. But who are you to be, like, alter your attitude just because you're in my presence? Mm-hmm. Bitch. <laughs> what? Right. What? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was until somebody told me they're like, because people would be like, oh, smile. And I'm like, mm-hmm. inside, I'm like, I didn't really want to do that. And then somebody's like, well, then why did you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a good yeah. question. Right. That's a good question. And I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I think I still do it every once in a while, but I've I've gotten better at not catching myself. But yeah, that's definitely one big one. Smile, pretty girl. You're too pretty to look. You don't know what's going on in my life, right? <laughs> like you don't like pretty ain't got nothing to do with you know I ain't got no money or my car just broke down or all these right. other things that could be going on in my life that has me not smiling or 
pretty ain't got nothing to do with I'm just thinking and so I don't have a reason to smile <laughs> yeah so exactly yeah that's that's definitely a good one um um okay I don't know how we got there but um <laughs> I love tangents so I'm perfectly yes, fine I love that mm-hmm. um it's one that's of the funny. best parts of trees of weed like you go you think about something like it just unlocks like those hidden <laughs> portions of your brain like right. what today <laughs> so uh what are you smoking today what are you, let's let's get to that or do you want you want to go first what you're smoking or i'll go first up to you yeah you can go first okay today i have i stuffed a cone and this is henry's original um, and the the flavor is Galactic Jack, mm. uh, right? Um, it's a sativa. I'm a huge alien person. So when I seen the name, I was like, yes, I want that. I have to have it. I want to go to outer space, Jack, <laughs> like whoever he is. And so, and I like it. This is actually the end of it, which is really sad to me because like I just Aww. got this a few days ago and I don't understand how the jar is empty. <laughs> Like, where did it go? I didn't smoke. I smoke all this? <laughs> um, but it's a very good sativa. It definitely gets me up, kind of, kind of floating, you know, but focused. And that's like you said. Uh, a lot of the times, I smoke to get up and get things done. I'm a naturally mm-hmm. lazy person. I will lay in bed all day if you let me, and not feel bad about it at all. Um. But, you know, shit got to get done. So we get the sativa, mm-hmm. we go to outer space, and we get a whole bunch of shit done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm smoking today. Henry's Original Galactic Jack. Uh, what do you have over there? Uh, I also will have, have a cone here. Um, I got this from a dispensary in Michigan. Um, so it's called uh, Sundays. And it's also sativa. And... Um, yeah <laughs> i like it because um they have like small nuggets like i have a whole little bag of it <laughs> um, but the small, yeah. a little bag girl that's a big bag <laughs> <laughs> so i just like smaller nuggets they're easier to crush up and stuff so um and it's very smooth um, it gets you where you want to go without, you know, being over the top and you just be like relaxed at the same time and you get shit done. It's like your energizer bunny. So <laughs> that's why I like it. Yeah. It sounds like our strains are like cousins or something. Yeah. <laughs> very, very similar. So, um, do you, the, you said you like the smaller nugs. Is it only because they're easier to break down or is there like other reasons? Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, these are small nugs. And they'll, like, actually sell small mm-hmm. nugs separate from the other ones. And I'm like, what really is the difference? Um, I just think that, you know, it's easier to, to crush. And then, like, it just seems smoother. Oh, that was the wind. <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems uh, smoother to me. So um, this is my first time having the smaller nuggets. So... I have seen some big ones and they hit hard too. So I guess it just depends on the um, the outcome you're trying to have. Do you find that um, there's less stems in the smaller nuggets? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. And I don't like trying to pick them out or finding like seeds here and there like you can in the bigger nuggets. So yeah, whatever they do, they like break it. They they clean it up pretty good, so you don't have to worry about that. Very interesting. I've definitely bought some smalls before, but it was only because that's like literally all they had in whatever flavor I was trying to get. Um, But yeah, I could definitely see the it being easier to crush down and not having to worry about the stems and seeds and stuff like that being a reason to go for smalls, especially if you're going to get the same high as if you have, Mm -hmm. you get the big ones and now you got to do all this work. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It saves you from, you get right to it. Right, right to it. Let's get right to it. Okay, I'm going to spark up here. Pre-warning, I cough a lot. Don't worry. I will breathe again. You do not need to call the ambulance. Okay. Are you a cone girly or do you like, how do you, is cones your preferred way of consuming? Yeah. Yeah, it's my preferred way. Um, But I like blunts too. I want, I'm going to probably try a glass blunt. Have you ever tried a glass blunt? Only when I bought it because I can't roll. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's probably why I'm a cone girly. I can't roll either. It'd be looking stupid. The day I found out about cones, my life changed. My life changed. Because I used to do, um, I I still do. I have a joint roller and just do papers (coughs) and roll it in the joint roller. Mm-hmm. But you, there was always that increase that you couldn't smoke because that's where your fingers are. And like right. even when you use like a little clip or whatever, like I'd be burning my lips and stuff. That hurt. Um, and so when I found cones and I was like, and it already has the barrier. Like I don't have to burn my lip. Oh, <laughs> done, done. Right. Give them all to me. Yeah. Now, now I buy the um the big thing off of. Amazon. This one has 150 yeah. cones. Oh, and it's like you got 30 me that way. <laughs> I tell everybody idea. about it. I tell everybody, <laughs> bro, $30, <laughs> 150 cones, and it comes with the little sticks in there too. Although I don't mm-hmm. like their sticks because they have holes in them, which is stupid. The weak Yeah, stuff. I hate those. I like yeah, the ones with the flat packing thing yeah. on it. Um, yeah. yeah, I just keep those because I do smoke King Palms every once in a while when I want some flavor. Um, okay. And the King Palm stickies are really good. And so whenever I get a King Palm, I just always keep the stick. Um, okay. So I have like 75 of them running around this house. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, Amazon girl, get that big pack of okay. of uh, pre, uh, cones because I ain't got time. The, the, the smoke shop only got the six pack. What? Yeah, I there three full times a week. Mm-hmm. And even that is like four dollars when I can get one hundred and fifty for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, can't beat that. Shoot, I'd be good for a long ass time. Right, and they even have they have a smaller one. They have like if you like different like the black ones. I don't know mm-hmm. what exactly those are. The different sizes. I'm perfectly fine with my normal, regular, regular, one and a quarter pounds. So. Ooh, I tried um, a big cone before. Have you ever got the big pack? <laughs> At one point, I bought this cone just because it was so big. Yeah, it was like this fucking big. 
And I don't I don't even know if I still have it because what what weed am I would put in that? Oh, and, I did uh, once. Ooh, I was so toe up. I did with my friends and they was like, Where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> I was like, I had to do it one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've inspired me. I actually forgot all about that now. Now I'm gonna have to go find one and and fill it up. <laughs> I don't know what I did with that thing. But yeah, it was fucking huge. It was like this big. Yeah. I was like, how much weed even fits in here? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. So this is nice. <coughs> I feel very good about all of this. Let's get into our high blessings. One of my favorite parts of the show. Um, affirmations, manifestations, positive self-talk has really become important to me. And I love sharing that with my guests, um, and my listeners. And so, um, okay. I went first on the, what are we smoking? So I'm going to let you go first on the high blessings. So what is your high blessing or affirmation for today? Um, my affirmation is to always be true to yourself. Um, of all people, um, you never want to let yourself down. So always bet on you. Um, I say that because that's one thing like I didn't used to do um, when I was younger. I would say probably in my late 20s to early 30s, that's when I was like, I need to focus on me more, do some self-care for me and just trust myself and love myself more because I'm always trying to breathe life into others and neglect me. <laughs> so, you know, um, and if you never have anybody else, you're always going to have you. So you got to nurture you. Right. And um, I think earlier you were saying like how if you're always pouring into others and not pouring into yourself and you can't pour from like an empty cup, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always think about self-care as really, it's for you, but it's also for other people because the more that I pour into me, the more I can be there for you. And the more that I go after what I need, whatever that is, or the better I can be of a person to whoever I'm servicing. So like you said, never let yourself down. And I think that kind of equates to not letting other people down. Like there's always going to be somebody who's, oh, you let me down. But if you're showing up in your yeah. full capacity, doing what you can or whatever, their opinion don't matter. You know what you've done. And that's what really matters. You try. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that. Like, I got to be here for me. I got to be, make sure I'm good. Before yeah. I can make sure somebody else is good. Exactly. Yeah, yep. that's cool. And um, I affirm that for you as well. I'm going to take a hit for you. Breathe in all of that uh, beautiful manifestation <laughs> affirmation. Uh, mm-hmm. Cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> My name's coming out. Um, My high blessing today is if you build it, they will come. That's just what I, I I'm I'm 
continually telling myself my job is to build it and make it known and the people that it's for it will find and they will find me so i'm not i'm not here to necessarily try to think of how to say this um i'm not here necessarily to find my people i'm here to build a space for those people to have refuge mm-hmm. if that makes sense that. like it's yeah, yeah. um and I, the only thing I can control is what I can control. And so I have to believe that if I do what is within my power, what is within my control, what my goals are, then they will come. The people, the community will come. And that's the ultimate goal is, you know, building the community. So that is yeah. my high blessing and what I've been telling myself over and over for last couple of days um it's hard it's hard like building a business building a brand building a community building anything and I, there are times where i'm like shit i just want to go lay down and not think about instagram ever again yeah, i know <clears throat> yeah um, yep. but i'm like no we got a mission we got stuff to do <laughs> right yeah it is hard um you know, there's so much more you have to do now just to own a business and stay relevant. So it, it gets gets stressful too. Yeah. Remember remember when social media was like uh oh that's nice if you have social media with your business. Now it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Real quick, like if you're not staying ever present in their ever present in their face. Um, they move on and they forget you do it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. my memory is bad. <laughs> Consumer memory without yeah. contact is bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've begun to, I think, find the things that don't bore me <laughs> or about like social media and that part. It's like, okay, I still am very excited to hire a social media manager one day so I can give all this shit to her and just be like, girl, have a ball. I will pay you whatever you need. Take it. Make it great. And I can do all the other, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Um, But I have begun to find, I guess, my processes and like the things that work for me to make it easier to do social media. yeah, because I'm much more of a lurker. Like I've always said, I'm a lurker on social media. I rarely post. I rarely comment. I may like something. Um, and so when I started the podcast, I was like, oh, I actually have to interact with people. Oh, okay. Like I got to actually talk to people. That's that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a learning curve, but I think I've finally gotten to the point where I'm not saying I hate doing social media. Yeah. Um, it is a so love relationship. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love doing the podcast. Yeah. I love talking to people. I love smoking. I love doing all that stuff. But like captions and, you know, mm-hmm. correcting <laughs> colors and pictures and all that. 
where's my graphic designer? I will happily pay you. <laughs> I will happily. Here's the money. Just do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Full-time job in itself. Show is. Show is. <laughs> um, yeah, that feels really good. Uh, never let yourself down. Always bet on you. And build it, they will come. I feel like those kind of go together. They feel yeah. like cousins again. Like our weed is cousins, our high blessings is cousins. Like this, yeah. like this is it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So um I'm gonna take another hit of this and a drink of my coffee. And then I think we can um get into this blunt talk. Okay. Um, so this week, um, <coughs> sorry, I forgot I wanted some coffee. So this episode, this blunt talk, I wanted to talk about um, finding your purpose, finding your passion in life, um, and doing it with cannabis. Um, when I was doing my researches and, you know, looking into your, your social media pages and your business page and all that, like the first impression that I really got about your business is that you're extremely passionate. Like you're extremely passionate about the things you do and, um, teaching the things that you do and that really just hit me and I was like oh she's gonna be the perfect person to do this episode with because she just I just I feel the passion pouring out of your pages um so yeah so that's what I wanted to talk about and why I wanted to talk about it with you and so um firstly I feel like when we talk about passion and purpose those feel like such big things right like they feel like these huge concepts that are kind of terrifying and daunting. And so I want to see if we can like lighten them up a little bit, make them a little bit more, you know, less, oh my God, I have to figure this out before I'm, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 yeah. or whatever. Um, because I am approaching my mid thirties. Um, that's actually wild as fuck to say it out loud <laughs> I don't um, think I've ever said that out loud before and I am yeah. just shooketh right now oh man I I'll be I'll just 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 here. that's, um, that's crazy <laughs> like, y'all have trusted me to, to take care of myself for 35 years <laughs> that's I a lot of yeah, yeah. I just was thinking about that the other day. I'm about to be 37 in August. I'm like, no. Yeah, I think it's when you hit those, like, get to those, like, middle years of the decade where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? What is happening? What can I do? Like, all the existential questions start coming. 
I'm like, I feel like I was in high school yesterday. How is this possible? Dude, my uh my goddaughter is graduating high school this year. Like she mm-hmm. she will be eighteen in June, and I've known wow. this little girl since she was one. And Aww. I'm like, my baby, my baby's not a baby. Like you're literally about to be a legal ass adult. Where has time gone? <laughs> and how did I get to be this age? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, but. As scary it is, as terrifying it is, as daunting it is, it as it is, um, I do think it's something that's important that we think about and we prioritize, especially when we start having those questions, um, because it's what's going to drive you forward, right? Um, you can't do anything in stagnation. I feel like I've been stagnant for like no lie, probably like a good ten years, um, and so it's like. Girl, it's time to kick it into gear. <laughs> like, take it out of neutral, put it into drive. Shit, at this point, put it into reverse. Just do something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's why I wanted to talk about passion and purpose. And, of course, with cannabis, because, you know, I talk everything about can- with cannabis. Um, for myself and for anybody else out there listening that may be trying to find these things in their lives and identify what they mean for them, um, I want to try and give like a roadmap of maybe what would help you find your passion, your purpose in life, because it could be life changing. So, um, okay. So sorry, I'm reading my notes. Yeah. To me, passion and purpose are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. I think in general. They're two different things. They're very similar, again, cousins, but um, they're definitely different. And I think sometimes they're used interchangeably. So I want to make it a little bit more clear. We're going to define passion first, and then we'll talk about purpose, and then we'll talk about them together. Okay. Um, So the definition of passion from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, actually, this may be like an amalgamated definition, but... Um, a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement either for something or about doing something. Intense emotion, compelling action. Um, passion applies to an emotion that is deeply stirring or ungovernable. So like something you just can't even control. You're, you're just so excited. You want to scream from the rooftops. Um, so what are you passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about, uh, of course, what I do um, and and helping others. Um, I feel like even though I'm in the beauty industry, um, you also essentially kind of become people's therapists, like, (laughs) and you build a connection that way. So I've just always been very passionate about helping others in some way. And um, I feel like this allows me to do what I love and still, like, kind of like uplift people at the same time um, with, you know, my services and just that time connection that we have. Mm -hmm. So like in your business, uh, first, go ahead and give us a rundown of your business again. 
just um, so people have the context of what it is you do and um, the passion that you have for permanent makeup. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm a permanent makeup artist and I'm an esthetician. So esthetician is like a skincare specialist, like where you would get facials and waxing and things of that nature. Um, I don't do facials anymore. I mostly focus on like waxing and threading and lash lifts, all the beautifications on the face um, overall. And then permanent makeup is like cosmetic tattooing. So um, you can get eyeliner, lip blushing, um, and any brow service, but it's also more advanced now. Like we do stretch mark uh, camouflage and um, rejuvenation. So it's pretty cool. That's dope. I've definitely never heard of stretch mark camouflage. And don't be surprised if you see me on a plane (laughs) Showing up to your door one day, like, girl, I got this one right here. And you just like, no, 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 That's very interesting. So do you get a lot of, uh, just about the stretch mark part, do you get a lot of mothers that come in for that? Yeah, so we can do um, a stretch mark uh, rejuvenation and scar camouflage. So like for stretch marks, uh, we use like a botanical oil that'll help um, the body essentially kickstart the healing process on its own. Because, you know, when you have overstretched skin, that's the body wasn't able to, you know, stop that from happening. Um, So then this will help like aid in the body be like oh we need to seal this up so the skin will start to tighten itself as it's healing because we like kick-started the uh you know properties in that area to like repair themselves and then if that doesn't work like people have deep scars that you know that's not gonna fix that so then we can blend it in with their skin so it's not as prominent mm-hmm. also i think about um, people who maybe have lost a lot of weight really fast mm-hmm yeah, because I know, like, I I ain't a little girl, okay? Like, she got weight on her. Um, and I remember, and I've always been a bigger girl. Um, and I remember when I was younger, and even still now, if I'm being honest, this is Bluntly Black Girl, so I'm being transparent right now. One of, my, one of the things that I think about every time I think about losing, you know, a significant amount of weight is, like, I'm going to have a bunch of extra skin just hanging stretched mm-hmm. and is that more bothersome to me than you know having the fat with the skin or and so I think about that a lot and this could be something you know maybe not somebody who is lost weight to the point where they have uh, extra skin and have to go get it removed but somebody who's lost less and still is having that like self-consciousness about it, that could definitely be something they could look into to help with their self-confidence. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think people are beautiful. You're beautiful how you are. Stretch yeah. marks for skin and all is something I had to learn to love about myself. Yeah. And I think everyone should. However, I am also a fan of doing what makes you feel pretty in your eyes. Like, don't do it because somebody else wants you to do it. Be Do it because right. you think this is what is going to look best for you. And if that's the case, I'm all here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any any cosmetic surgery, um, any, you know, rejuvenation, anything that you need to do to upkeep your body, as long as you're doing it 
because you want it and not because, you know, you think, oh, I have to look this way to get a man or I have to look this way to, you know, be on social media all the time or whatever, then go spend your money. Do what you need to do. Yeah. I, I think I that's def- that's that's dope because I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah, it's it's becoming more and more popular. Um, but probably in the bigger cities it's been around a little bit longer. Um but yeah, it's it's starting to be make waves. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when they when slather yourself in cocoa butter and pray. That's all you have. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> slather yourself in cocoa butter every single day, twice a day. <laughs> And pray to Jesus you don't have stretch marks. And right. Exactly. And if you do, there's pretty much nothing you can do about them. Yeah. See, this is why I say in 2024, we should that we should be much farther along in certain things because you can now find ways to help get rid of stretch marks. Why? Okay, this super tangent. I do not understand how California or really any peninsula place can have a drought you're next to the fucking water (laughs) and like and i understand that the sea has salt in it but in the year 2024 we can't figure out how to get that salt out right like we we can figure out how to get rid of stretch marks and we didn't think we could do that before so how come we can't figure out how to get the salt out of the water so that i do not have to take five minute showers because let me tell you, I like my 15-minute showers, and I don't want to be regulated, okay? I don't have to wash my or, uh, wash my car in the driveway. I don't need to water my lawn, but I would love to take my 15 to 20-minute shower daily. But because y'all ain't figured out how to get the salt out of the sea, now you're telling me I can only take five-minute showers? This is a problem. Do better. Yeah. Like I said, super tangent, but... <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to believe that somebody has figured out stretch marks or at least how to make them better or covered up a little bit, but you can't figure yeah. out the sea in the water or the salt in the water. <laughs> figure it out. Right. <laughs> that's so funny. That's that's really dope though. That like I love that you like you said, you're helping people uh fall in love with themselves. And um, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with altering or changing anything about your appearance if it makes it makes you fall in love with yourself. Yeah. And to be the the steward of that relationship is really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what about in life? Um, so we talked about in your career, what you're passionate about. What are you passionate about in life in general? Well, my my kids, my family. Um, I love to travel. That's really a big, like, one that I, I like to do when I'm not working. I can be a workaholic <laughs> trying to do better. <laughs> so I think yeah. that's the, the curse of the entrepreneur. <laughs> right never not working <laughs> exactly. um where um yeah. 
where are some of the places that you like to travel to? Do you like a go to the snow or go to the beach or just like go to the country kind of girl? Uh, I it depends on the mood that I'm in. Like if I'm wanting to just relax and I'm gonna go somewhere more mellow. Um, but you know I like to have fun too. So um, I like to go to Florida a lot. Um, I'm every time I try to visit, I try to go to a different part, um, just because it's so different all around. Um, and then this year, my goal is to travel more internationally. I think that you know more more Black people should travel outside of the United States. Um, so that's my goal this year is to do more of that. I went to Africa last year and absolutely loved it. So I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I need to go to more countries. Uh, like I have my passport and it's not being used. <laughs> right. I think I need to renew mine, but I used it once in the 10 years. And I was like, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where'd you go in Africa? How was that? That sounds amazing. Was uh, it hot? It, it, it was hot, but not like scathing hot. It was like 80s, 90s, but like on the mellow side. It was weird. Um, it was tolerable. <laughs> um, I went to Ghana, um, but I had a layover in Morocco. So that was cool to see how different they were, even though both are in Africa. Um, so Morocco feels like you're more in the Middle East because it's close to that border. Um, but then you go to Ghana and that's where you see like, you know, so much, so much uh, freaking black colors and just everybody's just so, you know, different. And, you know, um, it was just beautiful to be in the presence of, um, you know, the motherland and um, the people are so nice. The food is amazing. Um, and everybody, you know, have fun. I went for Afrochella. It's like Af- Afrobeats uh, festival. So like you got to see people from different countries. I did not know so many people outside of like, you know, Africa and stuff loved Afrobeats. There's Asian people and freaking people from Europe. Really? And yeah, I was like, I did not know that people travel um, everywhere to come here. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't cool. have thought, and I mean, I guess that makes sense because, you know, people just like Coachella, people travel from everywhere to go to Coachella. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, it makes sense, but you don't. You don't think of people coming, going to Afrochella from like Asia, Europe, or those places. I would have never yeah. thought that. That would be dope no. to see that. It was. There was like people from like so many different countries there, and they all was like no hate and just everybody's having fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you a big Afrobeats fan? Yes, I have been um, in the most recent like couple of years. So it was cool to see some of the people that I listened <laughs> to um, at the festival. So yeah, and I mean, just that's a, that's an amazing trip. Like mm-hmm. I love music festivals. Period. So to get to go to a music festival in the motherland, like. <laughs> That's dope as shit. Yeah, it was really cool. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, so passion. When I think about passion, I think of, I think it's what brings you true joy, right? It's it's mm-hmm. those things that like make you happy inside, um, even if they're the simplest things. So like traveling. Well, maybe traveling is not a simple thing, but like. 
having new experiences, music even, there's a simple thing. Music, you people can be passionate about music. And even if that doesn't mean you're the artist, it's just you going to music festivals and listening to the music. And I, I like to call myself a music head. Um, mm-hmm. And so I can listen to music all day long and just like have my own little jam out session and just be in a whole wonderful world of Jasmine. It's a great time. Um, so yeah, and so it gets to that like a tense emotion. It makes you want to do something. It makes you want to get up and dance, compelling action. So all of those things. Um, And then I think when I was doing my research for this, one of the things that I pulled was that I think passion is kind of like the key to self-motivation. Like because you're passionate about something, it's what is going to push you forward to do the things that maybe you don't want to do or not maybe the things that you truly don't want to do. I'm passionate about cannabis. And so it forces me to do social media, even though I hate social media <laughs> or I hate doing social media. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I think of, of passion, like something that you're so intrigued by that it makes doing the things you don't want to do doable. Mm. And, um, if I had to see, say the things that I'm passionate about, obviously cannabis, um, music, like you said, family, um, that's probably the biggest ones. Cannabis, music, family. Those are probably like the biggest things, at least right now, that I'm passionate about. Not in any particular order, because if my mom hears that family's at the end of that, she's going to be all up in her feelings. <laughs> Let me say, not in any particular order. Um, but they're the things that bring me joy. You know, they're the things that I look forward to doing when I'm doing the things I don't want to. And it's like, okay, let's get this done so we can go smoke. Or let's get this done so we can go, you know, to this. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm going to go see SZA uh in may oh i love her oh man i'll be like oh my gosh that is amazing i tried so hard to get tickets to her to both of those shows that we could not get tickets and then this this music festival that i go i've gone to the last two years i was like okay i'm not gonna go this year because like do i really need to go three years in a row i don't think so so i didn't even like i could have got pre-sales and everything um, I didn't do any of that. And then when I seen SZA, I said, oh, we're going. We are going for two years in a row. It's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm super Aww. excited. I'm super passionate about music and music festivals. Um, yeah. It's one of my absolute favorite things to do during the summer. Um, And then... Did you ever do music, like play instruments or sing or anything? I've always wanted to learn jazz piano. I've always wanted to learn piano, period, but specifically okay. jazz piano, uh, but just haven't. Um, and I love listening. I think I have a good ear for music. I can't hold a fucking tune for shit. <laughs> now, you can't tell me that when I'm singing and right. out lyrics to SZA and snooze and all that um, in the comfort of my own home or my own car. But 
I do know that, you know, I can hear the scratches in the back while I'm trying to hit those notes. Um, but I think I have a good ear for music. Yeah, I can't, I can't sing. <laughs> I can't play it. But I have a good ear for music. Um, at one point I wanted to try and be an artist manager. And so I was doing a lot of stuff in that industry. And then uh, I realized it was a lot more babysitting than mm. I was ever willing to do. <laughs> um, and so I kind of, I've shifted over to podcasting. Um, but I still love music, like the feeling, the emotion that you can get from just like putting on one song or like the memories, certain songs evoke, like that to me is just amazing. Um, yeah. So I think those are the things that I'm passionate about in life and career, cannabis, music, family. Mm-hmm. So, how, how do you think you found the things that you were passionate about? Like, what what did some of those processes look like when you were like, "Hmm, what are my passions?" Mm-hmm. Um, I would say art has always been my passion. So, I feel this might sound cheesy, but I feel like um, when the face is my canvas or my clients are my canvas. So whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure it looks damn good because they're my walking billboard. And I want them to, you know, um, feel good and like uplifted and just like um, their inner bad bitch comes out. (laughs) So so, like art was the main thing. And then as I got older, I I thought I was going to go to art school. Like I had won contests and things and like awards for, you know, my artwork with drawing. I used to draw really well. I still can, but I just don't dabble too much anymore. Um, but, um, So then when I got older, I wanted to go to art school. And my mom was like, nobody makes money doing art. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do since, like, I might not make money doing that? Um, So then I tried other things, but I kept coming back to things that were, like, artistic that I can use my hands with. So I was a massage therapist. And then I started doing makeup. And then the makeup snowballed into me doing all the things that I do now. Um, I just kept growing. So that's kind of how I uh, fell into passion. So what I'm hearing is you found the things you enjoy doing, the things that you're naturally good at, and then just did those things and kind of let it take you where it takes you. Yeah. And that's pretty much my exact advice too. Like when my exact advice and my exact um journey when I was like, okay, what are you actually passionate about? Because let's, let's have a point in life. So what are the things that you actually like to do? And then I did those things and then I'm like, okay, do I really like this? Do I really like managing people in music and artists? No, it's the music that I'm passionate about, not the industry. And so it was like you said, doing those things that bring you joy and then like, going with the flow, I guess, letting it lead you to wherever you're supposed to be in life. Um, I also used to be a makeup artist. My best friend's a makeup artist. Um, I can't draw for shit. I cannot draw stick figures, okay? For some reason, all my stick figures have a little little penis. I don't know (laughs) what it is. Like, I just cannot 
put the bottom legs at the very bottom of the line. And it's, sometimes it's just always up a little bit. And so now he has a little penis. Every time. <laughs> um, I cannot draw anything. But I can color very well. Like, I am a great colorer. Okay. And so that's kind of how makeup worked for me. Because... I can color, I can blend colors, I can do all these things. I'm good with color theories. I know what looks good. But my best friend, who is also um, a makeup artist, and she still is a makeup artist, she is really good with drawing. So she was, like, really good with the artistic kind of design. So, like, the Halloween designs or, like, the stuff you see in, like, these crazy, elegant makeup magazines or whatever. She was a year. <laughs> I I can do the basics <laughs> as long as it's just coloring. I can do that, um, but don't ask me to get fancy and draw nothing like or like an eyebrow. Um, I can do my eyebrows, and even that takes a lot yeah. of concentration. <laughs> don't ask me to do somebody else's eyebrows, especially permanently. Oh, you don't want me there. You don't. You don't want me there. Because if. I, even do my own eyebrows. I'm not allowed to smoke before I do my eyebrows. I can smoke <laughs> after I do my eyebrows because I can do the rest of my face hot. But trying to do my eyebrows, trying to fill in my eyebrows while high, I hyper fixate. And then I'm there for like a half hour working on one eyebrow and <laughs> it's like 17 inches big and I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it looks horrible. Well, it's horrible, it's thick, it's dark, it's not a good shape, and it took me 30 minutes to do it, and now I gotta wipe it off and do it again? So, I finally said, okay, Jasmine, you're not allowed to smoke before you do your eyebrows. You can smoke after the eyebrows, but not before. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love that journey, and like, find, it, it's so much fun, right? Like, for me, at least, like, I really started to find the joy in searching for my passions. And the thing about passions is that they change. Like, like I said, there was a time where I was passionate about, again, I don't know if I was passionate about being a music manager. I think I was more passionate about the music and trying to find a way to fit in. But I was passionate about that industry for quite a while until I was like, you know what? I'd rather just smoke. (laughs) <laughs> and honestly, dealing with the crazy ass artist is probably what pushed me to smoking a lot more anyways. And then I was like, hey, I like this so much better than dealing with people. Right. Yeah. So um, it was definitely a trial and error and um, just, you know, doing new things and seeing what sticks and accepting the fact that you can be passionate about something one day and then after a while maybe you're not so passionate about it and there's nothing wrong with that but now maybe you go find something else or you turn that into something else um like you said you were passionate about art and drawing and then you're like "Mm, i don't want to be a starving artist (laughs) uh so you got passionate about permanent makeup and I think that's amazing as somebody who like, I don't know if you could see, but do you see my eyebrows? There's like none. They're, they're just, it's quite sad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, So 
my me and my eyebrows and those that are like me and my eyebrows, we thank people like you. You are doing an absolute service to us <laughs> and bringing back eyebrows. Um, things. Yeah. So that's how you found the things that you were passionate about. You, Like you said, we tried different things and saw what stick. What do you feel? Like, how did you... How did you know, hey, this is something that I'm passionate about when you're trying these different things? Like, can you describe what it feels like when you're doing something and you realize, oh, this is something I'm passionate about? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I was triggered by someone else. Like, I started drawing when I was in fifth grade and I just saw another kid drawing and they were really good. And I was like, I want to try that. And then I was really good. I don't think I would have known that I liked art if I didn't see someone else doing something that intrigued me. So, um, and then it just developed from there. Every time I had a chance to draw something, I was doodling on paper. And then I just started taking art classes to really hone on my skills. Um, so it just continued to slowly develop from, from there. And then I, even with makeup, I didn't even know makeup was a thing. I wasn't a makeup person (laughs) and I saw someone doing makeup on YouTube and I was like, wow, I want to do that. (laughs) So then the next thing I know, the face was my canvas. Like that's how I looked at what I was doing as I was drawing, um, while doing it. Um, One of the things I love you said is that as a child, you just saw somebody else doing it. You're like, "Hmm, I wonder if I can do that. Let's try. And (laughs) I think that's so wonderful. Like one of the greatest things about being a a kid is your fearlessness and like your Mm -hmm. ability to see something and be like, oh, I wonder if that's cool. Try it. And then you kind of, most kids just kind of, if you're good at it, you're good. If you're not, they're like, eh, okay, Mm -hmm. let's go back on the jungle gym. And I think that's kind of the attitude that you have to have when you're trying to find your passion because they're going, it is a search. There are going to be things that just don't work for you and that's okay. You can't get caught up in the, oh, this is not my passion. I must be a failure. Mm-hmm. You have to literally be like, mm, not it. Okay. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's go back to the jungle gym, try right. something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love, I love that um, you identified that fearlessness as a child and it just so happened to be something that stuck with you and, and parlayed into something else. Um, me and my best friend becoming makeup artists, she did a shoot with somebody randomly. She called me one day. We I literally never wore makeup. Like I look at my senior portraits and I do have makeup in those, in those but no eyebrows were done. It's like one wash of color across my whole entire eye. And I thought it was the shit. You couldn't tell me nothing. No eyeshadow, uh, no eyeliner, no mascara. It was just the eyeshadow, purple eyeshadow across my whole eye. (laughs) And that was probably the only time in my life that I really wore makeup. And then, you know, like maybe six years later, my friend calls me up and she's like, hey, I'm going to go do a photo shoot. You want to come with me? Okay, sure. She's like, yeah, can you do my makeup for me? I was like, girl, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll try it. And we got there, we did the photo shoot. As we're leaving, the photographer was like, yeah, you guys, you got, who did your makeup? And she's like, oh, my friend and me did it. And she's like, you're really good. Have you guys ever thought about being makeup artists? Like you could really make money off of this. 
and that's it. That's all it took. And we're like, oh, wow. okay, yeah, we went home that night. We were on YouTube all night watching every single video <laughs> about makeup artist, uh, being a makeup artist and how did you make up and all these different things. And that turned into a, a, a whole business. And it was literally that same kind of feeling of, hey, let's try this and see if it works, being fearless, doing it, and then getting some feedback and saying, hey, let's look into this a little bit deeper. And so my point is, is that it's so important to continue to have those moments of being fearless when trying new things, because you never know what that can turn out to. It's not going to turn out as your passion 100% of the time. It's probably not even going to turn out into your passion 45% of the time. (laughs) But those other times when it does, it makes all those other ones worth it. And it could really turn into, you know, your career. You've made an entire business out of a passion. And it absolutely shows. Like I said, when I went through on your pages, I was like, you could just tell like, and I don't know that it's necessarily one thing about your, your pages or anything like that. It's just like, I felt the passion coming through. And, yeah. 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 Um, if you had to identify a feeling, like put a word on the feeling when you're doing something that you're passionate about, what would that be? Um, I'll say gratitude. Um, I'm always very, yeah, happy and just grateful that something that I love so much, I get to do it every day. And just the people that trust me, um, to do that for them is just like an honor. So that's how I feel. I love that. Um, I love your answer better than my answer. I was going to say I feel warm. Like I get this warm feeling. And maybe that is gratitude. Um, right, yeah. Uh, but it's just like, like you said, like I get to do this. And <laughs> pay me for it. Yeah. Or if, they like, if you're not, getting, like, you know, if it's something that you're not getting paid for, like I get to do this and people like this podcast, I get to, to talk to these people and I get to smoke with these people and they enjoy it. Like it brings them peace. It does something for them. Like that just makes me feel so warm inside. It just like, hits a little spot in my heart, like right here. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, maybe it is gratitude that like, I'm thankful that I get joy from doing something that feels good for somebody else yeah definitely that's that's a great way to explain it because that's how I feel too like man I really made their day (laughs) yeah yeah and that puts a smile like look even you saying it you can't say it without smiling because it just feels so good and that's why I like I really feel like we as a, a, a world need to redefine or recontextualize the word selfish because in that case yes i love being selfish i love that feeling i i it feels good to me to do something for somebody else in some other in whatever capacity and so i don't think that selfishness is always bad and i feel like when you hear that word it always gets this negative connotation um, that you must be putting yourself before others. And does it have to be that? 
Because no. if I feel good because I'm putting others before myself, like that's still good, right? So yeah, I definitely think we need to like recontextualize that word because it really does. It's it's a selfish act that makes both of us feel good, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. No, I like the spin on that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we talked about passion. And I've gotten, you can see I'm passionate about talking about passion. (laughs) Um, I'm going to hit my joint and then we're going to talk about purpose. I was going to say, you got the munchies. What you got over there? Um, Just some mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably cold by now. You good, because I would have been eating that. <laughs> Is it homemade mac and cheese or uh, uh, the yeah, blue box? Yeah, it's a homemade. <laughs> Are you a fan of the blue box? Yeah, I eat any style. Like, as long as it's cheesy, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love homemade mac and cheese when it's made correctly because as we know not everybody gets to make the mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Oh um, Lord, I'll have some bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but I there's just something about that craft blue box that just is just superb to me. Like I would even be willing to yeah. eat the craft blue box on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Right, if it'll stop people from experimenting, I'm I'm for it. Did you ever see? I I don't remember if it was last Thanksgiving or the year before, but it was like this this viral video of the mom cussing out the daughter for (laughs) experimenting with the mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you begged us to let you make it, and we let you make it, and you gonna experiment? You don't do that on Thanksgiving. Yeah, she cussed her smooth out, too. Yeah, and I think she made her clean the whole kitchen by herself. She's we are not helping you. Because you made us eat that mac and cheese. I say, yep, I understand, Mom. You tell her, because you you are not allowed to experiment on the mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. No. That was any other time. (laughs) Any other time. You could try this 17 times before Thanksgiving to make sure you get it right. But by Thanksgiving, you need to know what you're doing. That's funny. Um, okay. Purpose. Let's talk about purpose. Purpose is defined by dictionary.com as the reason for which something exists or is done, made, used, etc. An intended or desired result. Whoa. An intended or desired result, end, aim, or goal. So what I pretty much got from that is that your purpose is your why. It's what God put you here on earth to do. It gives life meaning. It gives life direction. Um, It gives you a purpose for being here on this earth other than paying taxes. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Yeah, right. I mean, because. You hear, you hear that uh, that saying, the only thing guaranteed in life is death and taxes. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, because these taxes, they keep asking for them. 
Right. Actually, they're not even asking for them. They just take them. <laughs> they just take them. Uh, they don't even say please. Mm-mm. Like, thank you. <laughs> and, and maybe we may be taking more at the end of the year. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, not fun. <laughs> no, not I, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> no, no, I have not even normally. It's so funny though, and honestly, a moment of gratitude, just real quick, because I remember a point very recently in my life where I filed my taxes as soon as I got my W two, like the day, mm-hmm. because I wanted my money. Mm-hmm. Give me my money back. And I have not even, well, I have thought about filing my taxes, but I have not filed my taxes at all yet. I haven't even looked at my W-2, none of that, because I'm not in a place where I financially have to have that money right to right this second. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give my money. Don't worry. Because no. they absolutely take the shit out of my check during the year. So I'm going to get some money back. But I'm not worried about it. And so just a quick moment of gratefulness for that, because I remember what those feelings used to be like. And I remember checking my account every day to see if my taxes had hit. And we're just not at that point in our life anymore. And I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I I, January 31st, where is my W-2? Yeah. And now we like, mm, we'll deal with it when, when the time comes. As long as we do it before April, right? Yeah, I, I usually wait to the end because I, I owe now. So. <laughs> well, let me tell you, this business I, I, is a little bit different. So we it may not be an automatic money back, which is maybe also the reason why I haven't started yet is I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be what I want it to be. Oh. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I owed money on my tech. I cried. I cried so hard. <laughs> I did too, yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I think I was like maybe 20 years old. And I was, they sent me a letter saying, You owe like $2,000. And I went to my dad, Dad, what is happening? Why is it? Where do they think I'm going to get it from? Yeah. Yeah, taxes are not fun. Mm-mm. Um,. Super distracted once again. But anyways, purpose is your why. It's what God put you on this earth to do. And it gives life direction and meaning. Um, I feel like this question is even more heavy than what are you passionate about? Yeah. Um, and because because it's, it's really like a life-encompassing thing, right? And so that feels a lot more dire. Um, Right. Deeper. And um, I feel like you, you don't necessarily find, you don't necessarily always find your purpose until later in life. Some people do, obviously everybody's different, Mm -hmm. but um, I don't, I wouldn't say I found mine until probably like a couple years ago. So do you feel like you found your purpose in life? Yeah, I just always feel like it was to help others in some type of way. Mm-hmm. So even when I don't want to, <laughs> it's still like it's just instilled in me to 
do it even mm-hmm. if I'm like kicking and screaming <laughs> I'm like no I don't want to do it but I'm gonna do it but I don't want to do it <laughs> exactly <laughs> right um I feel like my purpose is building community and I don't know that I realized that until and now that I look back on my life I can still see that um overarching theme in my past and other things that I've done and I can see how it's kind of followed and developed throughout my life but I don't think I really realized it until I started really putting into this podcast and I was like this is it this is your purpose And, and and yes cannabis but not really that it's more about building the community it's about finding or giving space for other black women to feel comfortable in their own skin yeah that's my purpose and nurturing those that community that's my purpose and it was like a light bulb moment it was like I get it. I get it. I get what I'm supposed to do. Like you said, even when I'm kicking and screaming or I'm too tired and I don't feel like doing that damn social media post, that purpose is what says, get your ass up out the bed and do it right now. Mm -hmm. The passion is what I'm doing. Um, You know, a, 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 a reel or a video of me smoking or a podcast, you know, sitting and talking. That's what I'm passionate about. But the purpose is to build the community and build the space for us to have our own space where we're, we're safe. And um, it felt like it gave so much more meaning to everything I was doing. Wow. And that's powerful. And you yeah. said something similar to that earlier, like when we first, you know, opened up um, that you wanted to be able to like build and uplift others with what you do. So I love that it's coming full circle. Yeah, very much so. When I was saying my, thank you for pointing that out. When I was saying my, my affirmation, I was like, huh, <laughs> this kind of goes hand in hand with the topic. And it's always, it's always so crazy to me how, how, divinely aligned things are because a lot of the times like most of the time I think of my high blessing in the morning um before my recording because I do most of my affirmations in the shower um and I mean I knew what I was talking about today but that's just what came to my head and the more I thought about it the more I talked about it I was like oh my gosh this really does just connect right in with the topic and it just made it feel like so much more right because Mm -hmm. everything flows together um and even when you were saying like your your purpose is helping people that's very still very much what I'm saying like you know like it feels like alignment like the person that I'm talking to also understands exactly what it is I'm trying to do because they're trying to do essentially the same thing different avenues but or different passions right but the the purpose behind um the things that we're doing is to help people 
And it feels good. Like I said, if it's and if that's selfish, baby, call me selfish because it feels good. It does. I enjoy helping other people. So how do you think you came to the conclusion that that was your path, your purpose? Or like, what was that journey like finding your purpose? I think just really, it was just always in me to, you know, treat people with kindness and to, you know, help them. It just made me happy. Um, And then just kind of continue to progress, I guess, over time. So I guess I always knew in a sense. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. <laughs> you knew what the why was, but it's the how. Yeah, yeah I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, the how to it. I think that's yeah. definitely a good, um, good way to say it. Because like I said, when I look back now, I can see that that was the why. But like you said, mm-hmm. I didn't know the how. So I was trying all these different hows. Right, because um, going back to the music manager thing, that was still about helping people realize their dreams. Like mm-hmm. I always, every every artist that I talked to, that I worked with, I was told that my my dream is to help you find your dream. That's what my goal is. That's that will make me happy, and so it's still fine about helping other people actualize whatever their dreams are. And it's just like it's, I, I just can't get over how good it feels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. That's that's one of the like priceless moments of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think you kind of already answered this, but I was going to say, do you think your passions drive your purpose? And how do you feel those things interact with like the goals that you have in life? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a deep one. Uh, I don't know, I guess because it's, it's allowed me to then um, teach others what I do. Um, so I do like train now and that also gives me <laughs> like passion. So I'm like on the other side of how I got to where I am. I learned from others. And I always say like I'm a forever student because I think it's fun to just continue to learn. And I've just learned so much in this field and it's allowed me to expand into other avenues. Um, so now I want to be able to teach others what I've learned over the course of time and hopefully they can avoid making the same mistakes that I did that took me longer to get to where I want to be because I, you know, fell flat on my face or didn't do something right or I was, you know, trying to rush into learning something and I didn't do a good job. So um, that's kind of where I've taken things now. Yeah, I think that... um... Because, again, your passions change throughout life, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if your why is always the same, you're going to find more things to be passionate about. And so maybe not necessarily do your passions drive your purpose. I think it may be the other way around. Your purpose drives your passions. 
but I can definitely see how like um, being passionate about cannabis has pushed me Trying to think how to say this. Um, I've always been, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? I don't like being told what to do. I never have. Um, I don't like being on anybody else's schedule. Never have. Um, and I want to take naps in the middle of the day. So, you know, I feel like I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and it was just finding the right passion um, and the right why to get me there. And so I definitely feel like my purpose has inspired my passions, but that both of them together pushes me forward into reaching the life goals that I have for myself. So like being an entrepreneur, not having to have a boss, um, buying my own house, you know, like those big life goals that everybody has. I feel like those, the, the purpose and the passion is what really gets me to those things because There have been times where it was like, or there's plenty of people, um, myself included, who are in jobs only because of the money. And there's nothing wrong with that. Money is a a thing. We need it. And I live in California and everybody has to pay taxes. (laughs) So money is a necessary thing. Um, But for me, I couldn't keep just working and putting all this energy into something that I wasn't passionate about. And so that for me, that's how my 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 passion and my purpose put is is pushing me out of, you know, working for somebody else. Now there's other people who, you know, don't care. They'll go to work, get their paycheck, and then deal with their passions outside of work, which also is a great thing. You know, I think just the point is find your passion, find your purpose. And either find a way to make that make money or another way to make money. And then you do those things on the side. Yep. Yeah, it could be a hobby. And maybe you don't want to do it all the time, but it gives you like an outlet. Um, Because that's kind of where I started, like hobby. And then it developed into more with makeup. Mm -hmm. And you know, those people who are passionate about traveling, uh, unless you are independently wealthy, probably can't do that all the time, you know? (laughs) So you, you can be passionate about things, like you said, that are more hobbies or more things that you do every once in a while. You don't, they don't have to be things that you do every day, but the point is find something because it's kind of like a, a balance, especially if you are somebody who is in a job that you're really only there for the money and you know you do your eight hours and you go home you want to have something to balance that and mm-hmm. and that like brings you actual joy makes you feel good makes you feel like a human because otherwise you're just a robot and we all know how i feel about the robots i don't trust them <laughs> no neither do i i mean all the ai stuff is crazy girl <laughs> we are just giving giving the robots the keys to kill us <laughs> Right. Maybe not kill it. A little dramatic. Yeah. But, but I know. The keys to overtake us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. You you seen um iRobot? Yes, I was just about to say uh it's just like that. <laughs> mhm. That that scene where they pan and it's just like rows and rows and rows of robots just waiting. Mm-hmm. I said that is real. That is they saw that somewhere and 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 replicated it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Don't get me started with the robots. <laughs> That's why I believe I always have technical troubles. That's why you came on this morning. I was like, bro, don't worry about it. Because I always have technical troubles because the robots know I know. And so they always fuck with me. <laughs> they always fucking with me. For no reason. I have a nice person. <laughs> um, okay, so this has been a really great talk about passion and purpose. It's made me feel really uplifted. Um, really quick, I want to talk about ways to find your passions and purpose. Now we did say most of these things already, but like, you know, who doesn't like a list? I love lists. Um, so these are the things that I would think of when I'm trying to find my passion and you let me know if you would add anything to this list or if any of these particularly jump out at you. Um, so when you're, when you're searching for your passion, you can ask yourself these questions. Um, what activities bring me joy and excite me? Which ones don't? Because I think it's also important to know what you don't like. I don't like doing social media. (laughs) That's important for me to know. Uh, what are my strengths? What am I good at? Uh, what are the, this is something that you hit on. Um, and I think it's so important what are the things I could continue to learn about without losing interest? And I think that that's something that's super important with passion is like, it's something that you never really get bored of. And again, passions change. So you, you you can change your passion, but while you're in that realm of this is my passion, you want to know everything about it. You want to do it all the time. And it's just, it's just that, like I said, overwhelm, overwhelming, compelling, need for action um what would i do if money wasn't a factor Uh, what activities allow me to become fully engaged and curious and then you just try new things you surround yourself with people who do those things you try new things and you see what sticks Mm -hmm. Uh, would you add anything to that while you're on while someone is on their search their journey for their passion I think you pretty much covered all of the ones that that I would I would say um, or think about um, when you're trying to find it. So that was like a pretty good list. Thank you. I love lists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I am passionate about lists? I think you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that. This time, like, you know, my brain ain't what it used to be. So if I don't write it down, it might not be there. <laughs> okay. Again, you see how many times I didn't forgot what I was talking about right in the middle of my sentence. <laughs> this is why I love this. I have to write things yeah. down. <laughs> Otherwise, they go into the abyss of this brain. And who knows when they're going to come back. What's up, Highness Queens? So I want to stop right here and give a trigger warning. Um, This is a trigger warning for a uh, conversation story about miscarriages. If you do not want to 
uh, hear this part, you can skip forward to about one, an hour and 50 minutes and it should have passed this part already. Um, again, this is a trigger warning and I hope this doesn't upset anybody. Um, so then in terms of purpose, um, we're in agreement on passion and the type of thing, type of questions that you should ask yourself. Also, no, I will, I'm going to go ahead and, um, drop these questions in the show notes. Um, so if you are like trying to scribble and write them down right now, don't worry, girl, I got you. It'll be in the show notes. Um, purpose. I think you should ask these questions. What do I care about? Um, who and what matters the most to me? What are my core values? Because I think um, purpose is really about what do you value? What do you feel that? What value do you feel you can bring to the world? Yes, make sure I said that right. Yeah. Um, another another thing to think about purpose is. Can you or do you want to turn your pain into your purpose? Because a lot of the times, um, at least not in my not in my case, but I do think that there are a lot of cases where people go through very traumatic experiences and um, they come out the other side of that a better person, yeah. despite everything that they've gone through. And then they use that to help other people who are also struggling. And I think that's a really... Uh, vulnerable and admirable thing to do uh, because being that open about what you've been through and maybe things that you're not so proud of that either happened to you or that you did is not easy, especially in the judgmental world that we live in. Um, but to say, fuck all that. And <laughs> I'm going to help people still by telling my mm -hmm. testimony and telling my story. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I've done something like that before. How'd that feel? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it felt it felt good. Um like um I was people think it's weird, but I donated my eggs before, but the reason that triggered that was because I had a miscarriage and I had kids. So I think yeah, I had my first two, and before I had the third, we had a miscarriage, and I was like, man, this is painful, and there's people that do, like, have, like, multiple miscarriages and can't really have their own kids, so that triggered me to want to donate my eggs to help somebody that can't have a kid on their own. My husband thought it was crazy, but when I explained it, he was like, oh, wow, that's deep. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, so... That is such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That is that is amazing. And that absolutely is turning pain into purpose. Like you are literally going to be giving life to somebody that is not able to do it for themselves. And that is amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. My gosh. Oh, you just hit me in the just just in the <laughs> and then like you said, and when you when you do those things and it doesn't make sense to other people and you mm. still do it. Yeah. Because you know that this is a purpose that you're supposed to fulfill. And part of your purpose of helping others, this is how you were 
fulfilling that purpose, you know, even in the midst of the pain that you went through. Yeah. Oh, that was just so beautiful. <laughs> um, another question you can ask, uh, what are my passions and can I turn my passions into my purpose? Um, uh, Shatera's passions are makeup. And she turned that into her purpose by helping people get beautiful, get rid of those stretch marks that they may not want. I am still shooketh by this. <laughs> you know. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly, who and what inspires me and then why? Because mm-hmm. purpose is a... Um, in my mind, a broad kind of thing where passion can be a lot more specific. Um, I like to travel. I like to go to music festivals instead of just, I like listening to music. Um, And so if you you look to those people that inspire you or those people that you look up to, you can absolutely emulate them and make it your own. Um... That feels good. That all feel. I feel yeah. like I. I think these are good questions and a good roadmap uh, for yeah. anybody really who is like trying that. to find. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, who or what inspires me. Yeah, yeah. Who or what inspires you? Uh, I would say my grandma. <laughs> so she she was always. Uh, you know, telling me to do what I want to do and like, you know, don't back down um, even if you're scared. Like my model is like, do it scared. Like you don't know how it might turn out, but do it anyways, because you won't know if you don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, she uh, passed away a couple years ago, but like she always believed in me. So it helped fuel me to keep going. And um, like you said, you said earlier that, you know, you never let yourself down. And that sounds like something that maybe she helped instill in you is like, hey, do it. Do it scared because otherwise you're not doing anything. I feel like there's a lot more else to say that, but that's really all I had. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um. We love grandmas. We love grandmas. They're great ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah, that all feels good. I think if I were to wrap this up and summarize, um, passion is for you, right? It gives you joy. It's what you do that gives you joy. Um, and purpose is for others. It's how you are of service to others and it's your contribution to the world um, and the why that you were put on this earth. Um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of the conclusion that I came to when I was doing my research. Passion is for me and purpose is for others. I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, this has been an absolutely uplifting and enjoyable conversation and smoke session. Yes. And I very much 
appreciate you sharing your story with us and your your passions and your purpose. And um, I hope you continue to find the things that you're passionate about. And we know that you'll continue uh, finding your purpose because I, I just I just get the vibes from you. Like, it's just who you are. Like, it's like you said, it's just something that naturally innately comes out of you even when you're kicking and screaming because you don't want it to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think... I think that's it for the, the, the blunt talk. But before we go, we always wrap up the smoke session with a random ass question from the random ass question list. I have a list mm-hmm. of uh, questions numbered four through 20 and you can pick a question or you can pick a number and I'll ask you that question. Okay. Uh, through 15. Okay. Um, what is your favorite so funny because we were talking about music so much this episode what is your favorite michael jackson song oh (laughs) p-y-t like that's that one makes me jam i love all of them like he has so many but that's like my favorite yeah i think (laughs) the one that makes me now p-y-t is like you get a show to shimmy and every every time yeah. it comes on and I'm singing along. So it is definitely far up on the list. But I think my number like if I had to pick one, my number one would probably be Rock My World. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. has a lot to do with the video. Okay. I just I, I loved that video when it first came out and I would just stand there and listen to it, watch it over and over and over and over again. And so now every time I think of Michael Jackson, I'm like, you rock my world, you know yeah. <laughs> now you got me humming in my head. <laughs> every single time. But yes, PYT is definitely um at the top of the list. What would be your second favorite? Mm. Um I think butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. It just um, it's just so melodic. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. How did I forget the song? Oh, they don't really care about us. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just like the beat no, and. Yeah. I have no idea what song that is. Oh. <laughs> Let me pull it up because I ain't gonna try to sing it. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, because it's talking about, like, um, basically how the government and the world treats us different. Um, it was a deep song, so they don't. I feel like I already agree with everything he said in the song, and I don't even know which one it is. <laughs> I just based um, on your synopsis, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Michael, 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 Michael. Yeah, because the beat is tight. Is that the one where he's um in Egypt? Yeah, he went to Brazil to film it, I guess. And they had like a whole bunch of drums and you know the kids 
Um, but yeah, he was really talking about how the government do, you know, people of color and, um, you know, they don't really care about like black people or anybody that have any type of melanin to their skin. So it was real deep and talking about police brutality and stuff back then, like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go watch the video after we get off now. <laughs> yeah, I remember the song now that you now that you played it, but I can't remember the if it's the video I'm thinking about. So now I'm gonna go watch okay. it. Yeah, but yeah I, I like both of those. Those are uh, four very good Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, he has so many that was hard to choose. <laughs> right, there a, a plethora of options. Right. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. I want to send a very passionate thank you to my smoking sister, Satara. Um, tell the people where they can find you. How can they? Um, how can they give you money? Because I always say, give a black woman your money, especially during Black mm-hmm. History Month. I don't know if this is going to come out in Black History Month, but three sixty five, give a black woman your money. Um, and why not give this black woman your money? Because then she going to give you some dope ass treatments, whatever treatment you looking for. And you go coming out feeling like that bitch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So where can the people find you? Um, well, I'm mostly on Instagram. So um, you can find me on there. Uh, Date and Powder Browse is my um, business name. So that's D-A-Y-T-O-N Powder browse or on my personal page is at Shatera Jenkins Beauty. So um, my name is S-H-A-T-E-R-R-A-J-E-N-K-I-N-S and beauty. So B-E-A-U-T-Y. Wonderful. And of course, we'll include those in the show notes so that you can find her easily and get your browse there, girl. I mean, if you was <laughs> all the way in Ohio, I'd be like, girl, help me. Help me. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to travel, so. <laughs> hey, you I come to the back. You let me know. Yes. You let yeah, me know. No. We'll go smoke. Yeah. Well, first we'll do the brows. We'll do the brows first, because remember, we do brows and then smoke. Right. And have a ball. <laughs> um, you guys can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly Be Okay Girls on Twitter. Visit the website for more podcast episodes and the merch is finally live, or at least it will be by the time this episode drops. Mm-hmm. Um, merch is finally live. There's hoodies, there's t-shirts. The Intentional Journal, Intentional Highness Journal has been redone. It's brand new, fresh, looking amazing. And um, yeah, everything's on the site. You can also sign up for the newsletter, The Stash, on our site, where I provide a roundup of industry news, mental health, and self-care tips, much, much, much more. And yeah, basically go to the site. (laughs) Go to the site and spend money. Also, you can listen to podcast episodes. If you don't have the money to spend, fully understand. There's more podcast episodes. You can leave a comment. Comments are free. So just remember that. Once again, comment, rate, subscribe, and talk to me. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let us know if you're searching for your passion or your purpose and how that journey is going for you or even just the things that you're passionate about. Um, It could give somebody else an idea of what maybe they might be passionate about. You guys can hit us up anytime. And of course, 
smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck with anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. And we are out.